So I just went along. It took a lot of courage. And there I met a submissive male. Um, we chatted a lot. Um, he had met his dominant wife at a femdom event, which was a magical thing to chat about. Um, and he told me to tell my wife that I was submissive. And he, he told me that I needed to come out to her. And yes. I just looked at him. Uh, this was this was a big mountain for me to climb. And I didn't have a clue how I was going to tell her. Then he asked me if I was a true submissive. And I didn't have a clue what he meant by that. Um, but then he told me to read the book, Uniquely Rika. And that if I wanted to, then I could ask my wife to read it. And this was, for me, possibly just the key that I needed. And when she finished it, she, she did have a real wobble at first. I didn't really know of this at the time, what was going on. After she told me, she actually thought I wanted to sleep with other women. And so I just, all I realised is that things had gone well and that she then embraced the female-led relationship and started to take charge, which was like a wonderful thing. As soon as we started our female-led relationship that I just talked about, she, she quickly gained more power and her confidence really rose over, the com- over, over those weeks. And, and it was just a lovely thing to see her, her taking more and more charge. And, and two months in, she just, she just suddenly says to me, well, we've entered into this lifestyle, so I'm going to tell you what I want. I want two men. <laughs> I want to wake up in the morning with one man either side of me. That's what she said. She, she just said that with, with so much authority and so little disregard for my... She didn't seek my opinion on it at all. She was just like... Yeah, I think I might just do this now. (laughs) That's like incredibly powerful. It's those real life little statements that really drive a cut completely wild. It's it's just incredible. are now listening to the Venus Cuckoldress podcast, a place to learn all things cuckolding for the curious, the passionate, and the sexually empowered woman who wants it all. Go to venuscuckoldress.com to subscribe to the podcast, ask a question for the show, and find the elusive Venus Vault, a sneak peek behind the bedroom door. Now sit back, make yourself comfortable, and let's dive right into this episode. Hello, welcome everybody to this episode of the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast. I'm your host, Venus. Thank you so much for joining me. All right, I have such a cool show for you today. I have Cuck T, who's going to come and talk about his really unique relationship dynamic. I've talked a lot on the show about cuckolding, obviously, a little bit about female-led relationship, but I haven't really gone into a lot of detail about polyamory or, or polyandrous relationships. So Kakti is going to talk about how his relationship kind of blends the lines between all three of those. It's so, so unique. So I can't wait for him to be able to show share this story with you. And there is a bit of bonus stuff going on with Kakti. He is going to be talking about, oh my God, it's so cool. Femdom paintball events. <laughs> yeah, femdom paintball events. <laughs> Let your mind go wild trying to figure out what that is, but <laughs> it's probably what you think it is. Um, but anyway, he does he does these events and he's going to talk about them. That is going to be part of some bonus episode material. To get that, you can either subscribe to Apple Podcast subscriptions or or. 
You can join the new Queen's Quarters fan hub on venuscuckoldress.com. And that brings me to my announcements. So last week, September 23rd, I had a big announcement happen. <laughs> I had a very special Pillow Talk Friday Night Live event um, that was going to announce these big announcements, and it was really big. So the first is, it has to do with the new Queen's Quarters uh, fan hub, which is now on venuscuckoldress.com. I've revamped the whole site. This site is a blend of three different areas now. It's the podcast, so you can listen to the podcast and you can ask a question for the show and uh, you can learn about uh, Pillow Talk events and stuff like that. Um, you can also... Uh, there's courses now in the Learning Center on there. So there's the blog, there's courses, there's even a page about what women need to know about cuckolding, which is very interesting and a great place for women to learn about what this relationship is like. And there's the Queen's Quarters Fan Hub, which basically is replacing my Patreon. I was very limited with what I could do with Patreon. And now that I have this on my own website, it's way better. I have so much stuff to be able to offer to people who want to support this podcast. There is a private podcast on there where you get all sorts of bonus goodies. There's early access to all of the Venus Cuckoldress podcast episodes. You get them a week early for, for everyone who signs up. And I also have exclusive access to events like Pillow Talk events. And I can now do one-to-one private chats or coaching, whatever you want to use the time for. Um, and that's so cool. I really, really like that. So if you want to have my undivided attention and want to have a chat with me, I would ha be happy to do so. You just go and register for that on venuscuckoldress.com. There's also key holding. Yes. So if you want me to hold your keys, <laughs> I won't say no. <laughs> That's part of the helpful cocktail on in the new Queen's Quarters uh, fan hub and also helping me to find bowls and whatever else to kind of task that I need help with. There's live hangouts events happening every week. And those are a very intimate events. There's it's just a small group. And it's pretty fun. I honestly look forward to it every single week. There's also a community on there. So you can actually chat with others in the lifestyle. You can um, post stuff, you can comment, you can, it's so cool. Like I'm so excited about, uh, about this part of it that that I definitely did not have before. This is so fun. Um, what else is there? Ooh access to my private Snapchat. <laughs> That's part of the helpful cocktail. Oh my God. It is so fun. <laughs> like, yeah, it's ridiculous how much fun this is for me. Anyway, <laughs> if you want to learn more, go to venuscuckoldress.com and just pop on the tab that says Queen's Quarters. All right. So the other big announcement and okay, this is serious. Now I've been thinking about this for a little while. Um, people have over the years, you know how I have not been showing my full face and it's, um, well, I think most people assume it's because for privacy, I, I don't want people to know that this is what I do is talk about cuckolding. Most people assume that, I can understand. Many people think that, you know, discretion is very, very important for me and that, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be embarrassed of, you know, other people finding out that I do this. So people like, you know, friends or family or whatever. And people, I get it. I get that's the first assumption that would come to mind, but that is not the case. It, it is completely not the case. I am not afraid of being embarrassed. In fact, my friends and family are well aware of my, of who I am and what I do and very supportive. Um, I'm very lucky in that way. Uh, but I am scared of my physical safety, I'm scared of being, you know, hunted down and murdered, um, which happens to women who put themselves out there when they speak about sexuality. I don't think this is something that happens to men. I don't think that my, you know, my, my male friends who are podcasters in this genre, 
I do not think that that this is something they need to worry about at all. And good for them. That's that's the way it should be. But unfortunately, because I'm a woman, I attract people, uh, men who really despise women who are sexually empowered and speak openly about sexual topics or issues and 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 discussions. So. I attract people like incels who are just misogynist, usually white uh, men who are, you know, really despise women and feel like they've been slighted by women in general, and they want to kill them. And, you know, there have been many attacks by them uh, worldwide, here in Canada as well, uh, where they've, you know, killed women and, and it is, it's really awful. And so I have to, unfortunately, as a woman be very aware of that. And so that this was a big part of why I have chosen to hide my face or not show most of my face. Now, I have given it a lot of thought over the past few months, and I have spoken to a lot of people. And I have made the decision that I am going to, or have since last week, shown my full face now. It is still terrifying. But what I have, what I have explained in that pillow talk event was that I am calling on all of the men who are listening to this podcast right now, who are interested in this lifestyle in any way, shape or form. I'm calling on you to protect women like myself who are, are choosing to be brave and put themselves out there and simply speak about sexuality. I'm calling on you to help protect the women in this lifestyle. Help us feel safe. And what I mean by that is when, you know, something happens and I'm, you know, somebody's harassing me or, you know, I'm not going to suffer in silence. I'm going to call on all of you to help, not just myself, but any of the other women who are going through the same thing. Because that's all we do right now is just suffer in silence. Oh, fuck, I've, I've attracted another psychotic stalker. Okay, this is great. You know, what can I do? Basically, that's about it. But I am calling on all of the men listening that uh, we need you to help us feel safe. And can you imagine what this lifestyle would be like if the women felt safe? It's just like all of the work that I have done towards helping cucks understand that they don't need to feel shame, that they can feel safe, they can feel okay and accepted by, for who they are and loved for who they are. Just like all of the work that I have done over the years for that, can you imagine if women felt safe in this lifestyle? There would be so many more women who would be willing and excited and encouraged to seek out this kind of relationship if they felt safe from these men who are dangerous. So I am just encouraging all of you out there, all the men out there, if whatever that you can do and say and work towards to make sure that women in this lifestyle feel some form of safety, then I would be very, very appreciative if you could do that. So please make that a goal that you will work towards that. We need you. We literally cannot do this without your help. So I am, t I am taking that step. I am putting myself out there. And I would appreciate if the gentlemen out there who are listening would help out by making not just me safe, but the women safe in this lifestyle. Okay, that's enough about that. <laughs> so if you follow me on social media, my Twitter, or my Instagram, you will have seen I've been posting selfies on there. <laughs> Let me tell you, it is a whole, whole different feeling for me to do that. But I appreciate all of the support and words of encouragement from everybody. It's been amazing. Seriously, uh, it's been incredible. 
So if you want to check it out, you can certainly check out my social media or you can go to venuscuckoldress.com and check it out. I have the video of the Pillow Talk event on there if you want to go and watch it. Uh, that would be really cool. So venuscuckoldress.com. Okay, that's it for that. Let's jump in now to this episode with Kakti. Here we go. Joining me on the show today is my friend Kakti. And some of you may be familiar with Kakti. This name you may have come across on the Moan app. Uh, he's hosted some rooms, he's had some great chats, participated, and I've always loved what he has to say. So I have invited him on the show for today to tell us his story. Welcome to the show, Kakti. Hi, Venus. So I've followed your podcast for the last year or so, and I think it's just a really wonderful thing that you're promoting the cuckolding lifestyle and empowering women. I really love that. And I'm I'm so happy that you've invited me to share my experiences. So thank you. Wonderful. Oh my God. I'm so happy to have you here. This is going to be such a great story because you have such a unique relationship. That's what really drew me to you. Um and and you know, of course, how you articulate everything that you are you go through in your relationship. But I want to know the full story. And of course, the listeners want to know the full story too. How did this all begin? When did your fantasies start? Okay, so for me, I think submission came before cuckolding. So my first fantasies were about me being submissive to a dominant woman. Um, And being submissive for me, that's really yielding authority to a dominant woman. So Uh, is them being in control or them being in charge. I think I was really born submissive. So just like gay or straight people are born that way. I was born heterosexual submissive. I always liked females being in control. And I really feel like being submissive is a a type of sexuality. It's, It's rooted deep inside you and you can't change it. So being submissive, since really earliest memories... I kind of found situations that would come up throughout my life uh, that that fitted well for me. Um, So I just want to give one example of a situation that I really related to. So so as a kid aged around 10, um, I was taken to a large swimming pool and and it was a kind of family run um, style swimming pool session. And it had a large inflatable obstacle course running the whole length of the pool from one end to the other. And it had things to go under or over. And being quite narrow, it had like water either side of it. And the object was to get from one end to the other without falling off the sides of this obstacle course and into the swimming pool. And the pool was really busy that day. And, and there was a, always a queue of people to get on the obstacle course. It was like a really popular thing. But there was a bit of a twist. The lifeguards on one side of the pool had a big hose, like a massive hose. It was a fireman's hose, three or four inches in diameter. And they'd spray people as they were trying to get across <laughs> the course just to try and make it a bit more difficult. That uh, sounds like fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was just weird watching that age 10. Um, but the two lifeguards on duty that day both happened to be female. So being young, I kind of watched people go across this course and adults and children were having a go. But everyone was like falling in at a particular point on the obstacle course about a third of the way along where you, you had to go quite close to the edge that was facing the lifeguards. And you had to kind of hold on um, as, as there was like a ledge to like shimmy across as well as holding on to some things. It was quite difficult. But, you know, you, it looked like you could do it. Um, and so I thought... Um, you know, that well, the lifeguards would kind of spray people at that point and, and people would generally fall off at, at, at that point. Uh-huh. Um, so it kind of looked really easy to me. I was kind of young, agile and good at climbing trees and things like that. So I was quite confident about getting across. So I, I queued up and I gave it a go. Um, and I easily got to that point where you had to go close to the edge. And, it, and at first it was quite easy to grip 
with my hands. And I, so I braced myself for that hose hitting me. But I'd never been sprayed with a hose before. And the first thing that happened was I lost my breath and froze because the water was freezing cold. It wasn't swimming for water. It was just like tap freezing cold water. And the other thing is is that the, the huge volume of water, it just made me lose 100% of my grip. So I just, of course, I just fell off. So I didn't do much more swimming that day. In fact, I spent the whole session sitting on the side watching this one young lady spray people off into <laughs> and lots of people mostly adult men actually were, were trying their luck because it was you know they, they saw the challenge and not one person got across the 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 course that day so so like two-thirds of the obstacle course was just a waste it never got used <laughs> and I was just transfixed by her laughter that this lifeguard what one of this these females was particularly interested in, in doing this and um she, she would just giggle every time she kind of sprays someone off the <laughs> course. And, and people were coming up to her and asking her to give them a chance. But, and she was really polite and she said, yeah, yeah, sure, I can do that. <laughs> she, she, she would always spray them off. And, and so, like, for days after that, I, I thought about it and I, I just wanted to go back and be in, in that situation. I think I like the fact that she was just in control um, yeah. of, of that. She was in complete control of, of what happened there. People were more vulnerable because, you know, they were just in their swimming costume. She was, you know, pretty much fully clothed with a, with a you know, jacket on and some shorts. But um, and, that, and I think that's all I liked about it. And so growing up, um, I, I, I generally liked TV shows that had female leads. Um, and I like that fact. I like shows, uh, there's a British show called Press Gang, about a team that ran a newspaper and it starred... Julia Sawalha, um, an English accent, and she was just in charge of the whole team, and I, I just really like that fact. So, and then later on in life, uh, when I when I became sexually active, my fantasies in porn were usually uh, with men serving women in some way, either via domestic service or sexual service. I, I preferred the females to be in normal clothes, uh, with men often being naked, which makes them more vulnerable. Uh, which gives like a very dominant sub- submissive dynamic. Mm-hmm. And then I learned that this type of porn is called femdom, and this this is short for for female uh, dominant. Uh, and that's really how my um, my you know my sexual fantasy started. Hey guys, guess what? I have found something pretty amazing. It is a natural way for you to get better erection strength, quality, and firmness, all things I know you want. And it also gives you better performance and stamina in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And as a bonus, it benefits your overall cardiovascular and sexual health. It's called Joy Mode. And I love the name. It's a sexual performance booster, and it's made with science-backed ingredients. It's like a pre-workout supplement, but for the bedroom. So whether you're amping up the heat with the wife in the bedroom or you're going for gold (laughs) in a marathon session at a hotel takeover event, this supplement has to be part of your routine, part of the checklist. You can learn more and order yours at usejoymode.com. And if you enter the code VENUS, you get 20% off. So that's usejoymode.com. Go ahead, get yours. Thank me later. So, so I agree. I think that there you're born this way, a lot of times born this way. And it just, there's something that triggers it where you're like, oh, that, that, that is, that makes me feel a certain way. <laughs> that makes me feel kind of way. And I think that's the true for cuckolding for a lot of people um, that for a lot of guys where they're like, they get cheated on or something like that. And all of a sudden they realize, oh, damn, like, why am I turned on by that? Like, why did you ever go through that kind of questioning of like, why does this femdom porn turn me on? Why am I into this? Or was it always just, you're cool with it? Um, I think I did question it because I always kept it very, very private. You know, at that stage, it was just a private fantasy. 
I also had more, you know, vanilla fantasies as well. But the submissive fantasies were stronger, always the stronger of the two. And so, but I, I kept it locked away. So I did question it. I was on, you know, I couldn't tell anyone about it. So I was obviously yeah. a little bit unsure about it and pri- private and probably through, through embarrassment, didn't want to tell anyone about it. Yeah, uh, that's understandable. So you were seeking a, a, a relationship where she was more dominant, you were more submissive, correct? So how when when did this happen when you met your partner and how did you guys meet? So I guess I wasn't searching for a dominant partner because my because my submissive side was totally hidden at the time. Mm-hmm. But looking back, we were really a good fit because when we met, she was naturally dominant and I was naturally submissive. So looking back, it just worked for us. So that's what made the relationship work really well and us staying together was the fact that we were a good fit, even though I didn't know at the time it was because she was dominant and I was submissive. Yeah. Um, we didn't really argue because I just did what she wanted. Yeah. Um, I liked doing things for her. I liked to do domestic work, uh, laundry and cooking and things like that. When when we discuss it now and, and we look back, she just says, oh, I just thought I had a really good husband. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. And I swear to God, uh, women generally, when they're talking together about their boyfriends or spouses or partners, whatever, um, that is something that they do consider to be a really good partner is somebody who does those things. And uh, the other women, if if one of them brings it up, oh, yeah, my husband does all the dishes and then laundry and blah, blah, blah. I guarantee the rest of them in the crowd are going to be like, oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> so we do consider those qualities to be definitely, um, you know, valuable. I think a women generally do. I, but it's interesting that it, within the context of a dominant and submissive power exchange kind of relationship, then we categorize, maybe vanilla women categorize it as like kinky or something. But I'm like, this is just real relationship shit. (laughs) So, um, so, so what happened was, you know, things moved quite quickly for us because um, we were such a good match. We we got married um, and we were really happy together. You know, we we had a really good sex life. Um, It was a great relationship, lots of communication um, and, and then what happened, you know, we were perfectly fine together, but, but, but one day I was looking at femdom porn and you see, this was a little bit of an outlet for me, for my really strong submissive side that she didn't really know about. Um, and I, I found at the time, I found this descriptive site about CFNM stories, and that stands for clothed female naked male. And that's a kind of dominant submissive situation that I'm into. And so there were stories about this and my like and 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 CFNM party games and my imagination was running a bit wild with the stories. And then it said a comment. It said for real life CFNM events and parties, see social media sites such as FetLife. Now my life was about to change. <laughs> FetLife, this was a whole new world for me. I had not heard of this before. You know, there were people out there in real life, dominant, submissive relationships. I, I just could not believe what I was reading. Mind blown. <laughs> I was really blown. And I had to do something about it. After doing, you know, a lot of reading about different people's profiles, different events and things that existed on, on FetLife, uh, that FetLife linked to. I, I plucked up the courage to go to what's called a femdom munch, which is a female dominant, submissive male munch gathering of, of people in a pub, in a bar. And, and I didn't tell my wife, but I thought this is okay. You know, there's a good description at the munch. It's just a, a group of people meeting up for a conversation. And so I felt comfortable about that. So I just went along. It took a lot of courage. And there I met a submissive male. And we chatted a lot. Um, he had met his dominant wife at a femdom event, which was a magical thing to chat about. Um, and he told me to tell my wife that I was submissive. And he, he told me that I needed to come out to her. And yes. I just looked at him. Uh, this, was, this was a big mountain for me to climb. And I didn't have a clue how I was going to tell her. I mean, I tried showing her 
things like, you know, I tried a bit. I tried showing her documentaries on dominatrix. There was nothing on TV about real life uh, female-led relationships at all. Um, I I didn't know of anything really. I tried showing her dominatrix documentaries. She just laughed at them. You know, (laughs) she didn't mind them, but she just laughed and didn't understand anything about me really. Um, You know, so things hadn't really worked. But then he asked me if I was a true submissive, and I didn't have a clue what he meant by that. Um, but then he told me to read the book Uniquely Rika, and that if I wanted to, then I could ask my wife to read it. And this was, for me, possibly just the key that I needed. So mm. I ordered the book, I, I read it, and I absolutely loved it. It's, it's designed for couples wanting to start a female-led relationship. And it talked about a strong foundational uh, relationship layer of, of you know, love, respect, trust, dependability, and good communication, and all those things that a, a, a vanilla relationship needs. But then it, it, it described a layer above that, which is the dominant submissive layer, uh, where she is in charge and to be obeyed. Mm-hmm. And, and the book's centered around dominant centric submission. And this is where the male tries to anticipate tasks to make the life of the female easier and more enjoyable rather than being a burden just of and her being a kink dispenser. Yeah. Um, and I thought I thought then about all the things I like to do for her, all the, the, the cooking, the laundry that I already did. And at that point I thought, oh, maybe I am a true sub. But I was kind of like <laughs> really happy. Um, so then I asked her to read the book and I was kind of hopeful at this stage, but I was nervous. And when she finished it, she she did have a real wobble at first. Um, she she told, and this is afterwards. I didn't really know of this at the time what was going on. After she told me, she actually thought I wanted to sleep with other women, and and even though that's out of the question, not in the book, no chance of having. She still was naturally submiss- um, sorry, suspicious of this change, and I think that's a very natural thing that can happen. I don't so often, yeah, right. yeah. So luckily, though, she was curious enough to go on FetLife and get a profile, and she she connected with my profile and to show that we were, we were married. Um, and I was messaging with that sub that I'd met at the munch that I talked about, and actually, not to my knowledge at the time, but what had happened is he because he was aware that you know I was telling him that she's read the book and stuff. He yeah. told his dominant partner she'd connected in that munch group with other females and told them one of those really leader females had actually then reached out to my wife what what an amazing thing that was on FetLife sent her some reading material and offered to meet up with her Uh, the power of women connecting with other women (laughs) yeah absolutely and I wasn't aware of that at the time she didn't show me any of that information at the time and so I just, all I realized is that things had gone well and that <laughs> she then embraced the female-led relationship and started to take charge, which was like a wonderful thing. But I now know that went on in the background. and It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. It really touches me that that went on in the background. Um, so That's amazing. I absolutely love the fact that it was, it was a woman connecting with another woman to help kind of mentor them into this or help them with resources into this kind of lifestyle. I think that women do trust each other a little bit more when it comes to the things that we talk about in this lifestyle. It's one thing to hear it from your husband. It's a different thing to hear it from another woman, really. So I think this is like, I say it all the time, women are the key to cuckolding. Women are the key to a lot of this whole... um, embracing your sexuality sex uh, and and living your 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 sexual self in the way that you see fit women are big key component to that so that's amazing all right so you guys started having this amazing kind of relationship that you said was going really well uh, <laughs> and she was embracing this idea of FLR and things are going great um so when did the idea of a one-sided open relationship come into play? Okay. So, yeah, as soon as we started our female-led relationship that I just talked about, she 
she quickly gained more power and her confidence really rose over the coming over, over those weeks uh, and it was just a lovely thing to see her, her taking more and more charge and, and two months in uh, after i after i'd come out using that 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 book and, and her connecting with the other females um she just she just suddenly says to me well we, we've into, entered into this lifestyle so i'm going to tell you what i want i want two men <laughs> I want to wake up in the morning with one man either side of me. That's what she said. And I, I just couldn't believe it. I said to her straight away, this is your right. You can get whatever you want. And I don't think she was actually expecting me to say that. Yes. And the result of that was that both of us couldn't sleep for a few nights for, from, from excitement. How <laughs> excited about, you know, getting, getting the two men and yeah. me being excited because I've got compersion and I was really happy for her. And I guess for me, I mean, I'd already watched um, some, some porn, some, some of the better porn with uh, a female dominant with multiple slaves serving her, maybe one fetching her drinks. And, and I really liked that. It showed more power. And so when she said about that dynamic, all I could think about was you're more powerful. <laughs> and I, I really like that. So I was, I was absolutely fine with it. Um, Hey, did you know that there's a -a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships? Venus Connections is a private service for single men and single women who want a loving cuckolding relationship. And now there's a new separate FLR program too. There's no scrolling through profiles or sharing photos with members. It's totally private. And the dates are blind dates too. Included in the program is a three-week course and an interview with me. So join now at venusconnections.com and use the code TOPTIER2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's venusconnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. Were you worried that she might no longer have need, a need for you or that she would leave you for someone else? I wasn't worried at that time be- because um, we hadn't heard of cuckold- cuckolding at that time. Okay. We didn't know what that was. We knew that she wanted two men. And so she searched online for a wife with two husbands because uh, that's what the idea that she had in her mind, even yeah. though in the, in the UK that would be a husband and a, and a boyfriend because, of course, you, you can't actually legally marry two, but that's what she wanted. Um, so she searched online and she found a term for that, which was polyandry, which is when a, a wife takes more than one husband. And yeah. she was absolutely delighted to find a word for what, what she wanted. <laughs> she was over the moon with finding that word. And so for a long time, we, we used that word. She actually started um, Fat Life groups uh, with, with a polyandry theme to it. Mm-hmm. One was international that was no longer being run. She took that over. And once she started a UK branch of that to connect with other people and, and chat to them you know, about the polyandrous lifestyle. Um, and what she particularly wanted was her second partner to be um, faithful to her. Um, and she would be faithful to her two men. So the, the three of us would be in a, in a closed relationship, her with each of the men and her men to her. Yeah. So because she had that strong desire, I didn't really feel any any threat of her leaving because mm. we were very much in love and we had a very st- – our relationship seemed to be getting stronger by the day uh, yeah. with, with me coming out and her, her being, you know, um, openly dominant. So – so, so what she did was she, she was obviously already on FetLife and she used that platform to try and attract that uh, second partner. And over the next couple of years, she, she found three boyfriends via FetLife in series. Um, and she got a lot of applicants, but she managed to filter those down to find someone that she really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were generally submissive um, and that, because that's what she put on her kind of requ- on her advertisement, her requirements. And they generally visited us. 
And so her first boyfriend always always visited us. So I never felt that threat really of of her, you know, leaving me or anything like that. That right. went that went quite well. But then he he left and he just ghosted. We're not sure why. Uh, it can it can happen. <laughs> um, oh yeah. <laughs> so so, but her second boyfriend, um, she she really connected with him and, and started to be really super attracted to him and was kind of, uh, I think, falling in love with him a bit and. And actually, she went away to see him uh, for the first time. And that's the first time she'd actually gone away. Uh, and I did get angst. I got jealousy when, when she went away. Strange okay. feelings that I hadn't really experienced before. Yeah. And I had to deal with those and, and process them, um, which was difficult for me, but I think I managed it okay. Um, interest, you know, she, unfortunately, really, he left after a few months and she was really upset when he left. So she did have a connection to him. So that's the other thing to deal with when you've got compersion. You get the ups, but you also get, I really felt that oh, he was upset. Yes, yes, yes. The other yes. way as well. Um, so, so, and her third boyfriend, um, she also, also found through Fet Life, it was really deeply submissive. So quite similar to me in that respect. And he and I actually got on really well as friends. Yeah. And that was great. I didn't, and I didn't get any, I think that was an important step for me in terms of getting on really well with this, with her second partner as a, as friends, because I didn't get any jealousy at all, very little jealousy, if any, when, when she went away with him. And I think so these, these experiences, I think were, were really good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and around that time, actually, uh, and, and so just to finish off the story with the third boyfriend, she said everything was perfect with him and that he, he, she really liked his service to her. He, he helped with domestic service and, and, and sexual service and things like that. But she, she realized that she wasn't really deeply attracted to him and she didn't have that spark with him and she, she didn't want the romantic relationship with him. So he, um, unfortunately, it wasn't right for her. And yeah. at that time, she really realized exactly what she wanted which she really wanted that strong romantic intimate loving connection with her second partner she yeah. wanted him to be stable uh not live too far away so that she could regularly visit or he, him or he could re- regularly visit her and so um around that time we, we both discovered your podcast venus <laughs> and so I, I thought i discovered it first uh on, through vet life uh, advertisement and I said to her, look, did, did you realize this lady, you know, she's helping people, you know, make connections. And she actually said, oh, look at my reading list. Like, this is on my list to, to read. <laughs> we both discovered you independently. <laughs> and, and so we started listening to your podcasts together. And that's when, I think it was the one where you talked about uh, findingable. Uh, so yeah. for us, we used boyfriend, but it was interchangeable, really. Yeah. Um and, and and different methods of doing that. And that was where she was introduced to the tin you know, going through Tinder. Yeah. And she was nervous about that because she needed to show her face. So yeah. she thought about that for a while, but then she made that leap. And what she found with Tinder was it was it was a lot quicker, a lot less hassle. Going yeah. through going through Fet Life was tiresome in terms of many applicants, none of them showing their faces. A lot of yeah. chat, and then you see the face. She wasn't attracted to them. It was all a waste yeah. of time, and people people ghost. You know, there was a lot of issues with it. But she did, she did, she was successful in finding her three boyfriends with it. But how much admin was there? To, you yeah, know, it was horrendous. And I, I was helping her with that, but I still couldn't reduce it to to a level where she was not completely stressed out by it. So, yeah, yeah. So Tinder was was a bit, you know, a real. Um, Real breakthrough for her, I think, because she had a lot of people, you know, liking her. Fortunately, and um, she, she could just filter through them quite quickly with the ones she was attracted to yeah. on her bio. With your help to create the actual bio, Venus. Yeah, the wording is important. Word, yeah, <laughs> so she could just tweak that slightly, but the, the opening statements were perfect, and then she just tweaked the slightly with the you know r- romantic relationship part. Yeah. Um, and and then she so she met her, her fourth boyfriend via Tinder, and that was a real beautiful relationship. 
um, they were really falling in love, um, going really, really well. But he was in, in the army and he suddenly got moved far away and then actually just go, rather than saying anything, he just ghosted as well. And so oh, <laughs> it was man. unfortunate. Um, but, but then um, she, she knew exactly what she wanted even more. And she's yeah. met, now met her, her current boyfriend through Tinder um, and he meets you know all her criteria. He's got he's got a house nearby. He's stable. He's got good communication skills, both when they're together and when when he's away. Um, when they're not together, um, and they've got you know they've got very good open communication. Um, they, they've they've both said it was beautiful. They went to like a music festival together, and um, they both said that they love each other on that festival. Uh, I got all the photos. Oh. From that which was lovely. That's um, amazing. And she's been on holiday with him. Um, and interestingly, you know, from that journey of, of hers wanting the polyandrous relationship, yeah. she, she's only a couple of days ago, she said, to, and, and this was, she, again, she was connecting with her other female friends, <laughs> which was really <laughs> useful for her. And from those conversations, she said to me, um, you know, it might not be possible to get that living partner that, that she wants, but that they can they can just visit each other whenever they whenever they can regularly, and, and she can go away with with uh, you know that second male on holiday, uh, and she's kind of accepted that. So I think if at the moment it falls, so we, so we're kind of talking about the overlap between polyandry and cuckolding, and yeah. right now. It's very similar to cuckolding. Only difference, I guess, is that that bull boyfriend is faithful to her, uh, which you might not always get in a cuck. So, so it's only a slight difference. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and you know, if he, if he did move in, it would b- become polyandry. So it's just a, <laughs> there's a <laughs> really strong overlap, I think, between the two. And that's I, I you know, and, and my my journey through all this. And finding your funny your podcast is that I'm a cuck big time. <laughs> my cuckolding fa- and and whatever she wants, she gets. She she wants the polyandry. She wants the cuckolding. She just gets it. So I'm yeah, just a cuck yeah. in the throat. <laughs> Isn't this funny? It's it's because like I've been saying for so long, this this kind of relationship is amazing for women because they can have what they want. All they have to do is ask, and so that's a. <laughs> Amazing example of it. But I think the other side of that is that you have to be okay with whatever it is that she may want. Like this is going to look the way that she wants it to look. And maybe that is scary for some guys because they don't feel like they have control anymore. (laughs) You know, you really don't have control and you have to be prepared to sit back and just go along for the ride. What, what I loved recently is when she was telling me about the fact that recently she's realised that she, she might just do it via the visits and not the polyandrous route, but just, just he can visit here. She, can mm-hmm. she just said that with, with so much authority and so little disregard for my She didn't <laughs> seek my opinion on it at all. She was just like, yeah, I think I might just do this now. <laughs> and, you know, that's like incredibly powerful it's those real life little statements that really drive a cut completely wild it's, it's yeah. just incredible and so what do you mean by compersion because it sounds like you only had cucky angst once um during that time when she went away um but what is this compersion because i i've i've heard you talk a lot about this on the moan app and for a lot of people they've never heard of this term what is it to you so for me, it's I really love it when she's happy, when she's jumping up and down for joy. I get a real sense of joy out of just witnessing that. So I'll give you an example. So when uh, she booked that first holiday with um, her current boyfriend and they went went to Italy together, she was I think it was the moment she booked it she came up and hugged me and whilst we were hugging she was actually jumping up and down with joy and she was so happy about that holiday and really really excited about it and it was just 
incredible for me to witness. And I, you know, that's so, so I was loving it just as much as she was. And so that's conversion, really, I guess, it is, yeah. is loving that she's happy. And so if she's, you know, if she's satisfied by another man, she's really happy, then I'm just loving it even more, I think. That's so amazing. I don't know if that comes naturally to a lot of men. <laughs> I think it's an incredible quality to have. I I remember way back when, when I was uh, in a relationship that was, the you know, kind of traditional monogamy relationship where there's equal equality, everything expected. And I remember it being a real tug of war all the time. It seemed like you had to make sure that you were all kind of equal, that you were giving enough and getting enough and blah, blah, blah. And I do remember just standing there in the hallway one day and I was like, this would be so much more simple if he just did what I want him to do. (laughs) (laughs) How is like this battle, this tug of this tug of war going on all the time. I'm like, this is stupid. Just, just, do what I want you to do. <laughs> a lot of people, we've, we've got a lot of friends now in the lifestyle and everyone says that, and, and, and it's not so much, you know, everyone's in the cuckolding lifestyle, but certainly in the female-led relationship lifestyle. Yeah. And they just say that those relationships work so smoothly. Yes, There's yes. There's not really any arguing. And uh, I, yeah, you know, I can are, see why. And, and, and because you've been so honest with each other about your deep, fantasies it just brings up more and more honesty thereby going forward and and they tend to be very very honest you know that everything is known really you know about the the two of you so so that's a very healthy position to be in I think yeah absolutely I think that um not all cucks are submissive um or you know it's not natural for them but they do get turned on and excited by you know the one-sided open um, relationship kind of thing. But there is something about men who are naturally submissive fit really nicely into this kind of relationship because it is so much about putting her in the driver's seat. It is so much about witnessing her celebrate her, se- her sexuality. And that just, I think the two just slide together really well. Yeah, <laughs> so I can completely understand. Yeah, and even in a cuckolding relationship where that cut is, is not overall submissive, I think there's a degree of, of submission to, in, in sexuality at least because the female's re- really taking charge of her sexuality. So they are submitting to, in that respect. So I think if they're not then submitting in, in other areas such as overall decisions, you know, chores, function, you know, they're just things that, to add in and that they don't have to be added in if 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 then you know that doesn't fit yeah but, but yeah it's definitely a, a form of a submission i think but then not everyone might agree with that but that's the way i look at it I'm, i think that's natural for me to say that because i'm so submissive <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing i feel like you both kind of won the lottery finding each other yeah, like <laughs> really <laughs> that's amazing. Um, okay, I've had recently. I had Ella on the podcast. I, she's been on a couple of times. Was there anything that she said that resonated with you? Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. There was tons of stuff she said that really resonated. The thing about the patriarchy, yes, resonated with me. I just, I just loved everything she said about that. I, I fully agree with that. Um, yeah, one one thing that she, yeah, one thing that she said that really resonated with me was when she talked about men having a trouble having trouble with introspection, which is really sitting back and examining their own thoughts and feelings and being comfortable with that and therefore it, it they had problems taking their fantasies to reality sometimes yes. particularly in a in a cuckolding context. And 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 she also mentioned the fact that, you know, men need to go back to school on that, really, to, to learn how to do that. And that's where I really want, I want to help um, other men by starting a podcast to really start helping with that process. And one of the things that I wanted to do in that respect uh, is, is 
learning to listen. And this is where I've already mentioned the Uniquely Rika book, but recently I've read Surrender, Submit, Serve Her by Key Barrett. And Key Barrett is also a fantastic book. And where he excels is the psychology element of it with his background. And when he talked about learning to listen properly, I could not believe it. So he described a scenario where a woman was telling a story and how the man would just try to fix all the facts that she was talking about instantly by interrupting as she's telling the story. And I was like, well, yeah, that's kind of the natural thing. Do you want to solve the problems? And he was saying how, what, what a mistake that is. And to listen to the whole story and gauge the emotion and real sort of reason for the whole story that she's telling without trying to fix the facts and try to just obtain some of the emotion and feeling of that story and perhaps ask relevant questions to draw out more sort of thoughts and feelings for, for her. And you know what? I actually learned something when I read that really, really powerful because I tried it. I tried it the next morning and it was just a revelation for me. She was telling me something ab- about work and I thought, well, I'm not going to try and fix anything she says. I just, I just sat back a little bit more relaxed and I, I really listened to what she was saying. And it was more relaxing for me, so it was better for me. And then yeah. I just, I, I, I think I, you know, so I had a better expression on my face at first start. And, <laughs> and so did she. The conversation went really well. And then I didn't try and fix anything. And I just, I just asked a couple of questions more about, you know, the thoughts and feelings of the people that she was talking about. And so she, she then... Uh, went on and, and the conversation went really well and I was just like this is a revelation for me I can do every because this happens quite often and we, we didn't have like a major problem at all because I've said because how we, we fitted so well, yeah. so well. but I'm, I'd say I had more of a problem in maybe previous failed relationships regarding this issue but anyway it certainly enhanced you know the way we can talk to each other in in, in our relationship and I really felt like I've really learned something and I've gone, kind of gone back to school, just like Ella said, and learned it. And I, I can't believe I've only just learned this. You know, this, is, <laughs> this is crazy. And it's very, this, this, even this one thing is very powerful. Yes. And so, yeah, I, I, was, I was really happy about that. And, and, and I, I want to take that further. I want to do, do podcasts um, to, to, help, to, to give real examples of that. Uh, so it's it's really easy for for other men to take that on, and that will help them. That's amazing. I mean, I feel like there are not enough men talking about that kind of thing, and so I'm super happy that you are going to be lending your voice to to that to help other guys learn these skills because there is a skills deficit when it comes to emotional intelligence, emotional communication, that kind of thing within a relationship. So thank you for that. Much appreciated. Um, what what kind of advice do you have for any aspiring cucks? Right, right. So I've had a, a, a couple contact me. Um, it, it happens from time to time. And my advice is usually um, to try and go out to munches. So um, I'll give you an example. So Recently, I was sat around a table with my wife and she was connecting with her, her female dominant friends and they were all sat around this table. She was giving them an update on our relationship and her relationship with her boyfriend and all holidays and things like that. And I was loving listening to it. right? But anyway, this, this, is, this is about her. So she's talking to her friends and, and they are very interested in that lifestyle. And they were saying, well, I'm not sure that my sub would accept that. He, he said he didn't, but you know, it'd be magical if he did. And other single women are saying, well, that's amazing. You know, we really yep. love it. And I'm sitting there thinking, where, where are the cucks? If they were sitting <laughs> here right now, you know, <laughs> they could connect. Uh, there it is, right there, waiting for right them. There. So, yep. Right there. So, so how do we get that? So my advice is to other cucks is get out there into the real world. So what did I do? I looked up a femme. So there's no cuckolding munches as far as I can tell but there are femdom and and maybe there's a space for a cuckolding munch but we'll cut you know that's a different topic but but 
There's, there are many Fendon munches in all major cities and in minor cities, towns as well in the UK. And I, th- I believe there are in many different countries, certainly in the States as well. And so if so, so what did I do? Now, if you look at what I did, I went to a munch and I... So, so now I've got a massive circle of female-dominant friends and submissive male friends, and those females want... Some of them want to be cuckoldresses, like the idea of it. How did I get that? I just went to a munch and talked to one sub. And I said yes. to him, how did you two meet? That's the first thing I said. It's just a normal vanilla thing. To say. How mm-hmm. did you two meet? It sparked yes. up a massive. So you go to one munch, you say one thing, look what can happen and so if you're a single cuck you already know you're a cuck you're even ahead of where I was at that time Um, and so you advance you can just go to a munch and and connect with people if you're nervous you know you just need to talk to another guy that's there you can even message a guy that's attending and say look can we meet a bit earlier there I don't want to talk to anyone else except you and then perhaps just leave if you're that nervous Um, there's always a way of doing that and you're ne- you know, you really don't know what doors uh, that that's going to open. That is an incredibly powerful thing. Um, and- yeah, I always tell guys, don't, you know, get off of Twitter. You're not going to find your fucking cuckoldress on Twitter. You're just not. <laughs> get the fuck off of there. <laughs> and I see it all the time. You'll see the, you know, the profile say, oh, you know, aspiring cuck looking for my cuckoldress. I'm like, you are not going to find her here. I can pretty much guarantee that. <laughs> I, I think yeah, right, and I, th- I think of a femdom munch, even though it's not a cuckolding munch, it's it's a good play. You know, dominant women are generally more interested in finding um, a, a cuck uh, or being, you know, having two men serve them, etc. And, and there's a degree of overlap as we've yeah, talked about between is. submission and cuckolding. So I think that's yeah. a, sort of a good way to step into the lifestyle because if you go regularly, and you you know, you start to build up friends, you, you can start to go to you know other munches or events with them um and because that's how you you know how you get a circle of friends and then you know the possibilities are are really endless Uh, and i don't i don't think someone would stay single for long if they did that i really don't right and it's a big step in taking it from reality from your you know your pornified fantasy to Doing things in real life, like real life, speaking to real people, having real conversations, and it not just be fantasy focused. You know, that's yeah, a big it's, step, and it's a big step to take. You know, to to go to that first munch is a big step, but it's just realizing that it's just a normal conversation with one other person. It's just like going to the pub with yeah. a, a regular friend, yeah, so, you know, and, or meeting someone new if you went out to to an event and just chatting with that first opening line. That's all it is, yeah. Um, okay, so bef- <laughs> we're going to wrap this up, but Kakti, I'm wondering if you can stick around after we say goodbye for a few minutes to record something about this femdom paintball thing that you got going on, because <laughs> I've heard a little bit about it, and I'm like, damn, that's hot as fuck. So will you stick around and we can do some bonus recording regarding that? I would absolutely love to, especially as we did an event yesterday on that. So it's fresh in my mind. Yeah, I'd love it. <laughs> the bruises are fresh too, I'm assuming. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm more to the point, my legs are really aching from running for my life. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, if you want to listen to that, make sure that you go to venuscuckoldress.com. The brand new website is up and running and you can sign up to support the podcast and get access to this private podcast of mine bonus episodes and learn all about this femdom paintball which is savage uh, as far as i can tell <laughs> kakti where can people contact you to uh connect with you oh yeah right so people are welcome to contact me um on my fet life uh, account my username is cuck hyphen t Cuck dash T, it's like the middle dash, Cuck dash T. Uh, and that's where I'm probably most active. Um, I'm also on Twitter, 
not massively active on Twitter. I mainly just use that to, to look at, you know, what's, what's, what other people are doing. But on Twitter, I'm at Cuck and then underscore ST. Wonderful. Those links will be in the description notes for the episode today. Cuck T, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. It has been so much fun. Venus, you're really welcome. As I said, I'm a big follower of yours and I'd love to do this with you. So thank you very much. Okay, that's going to be it for this episode of the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you loved it. Make sure you go to venuscuckoldress.com. Check out the Queen's Quarters. You right now can get a free two-week trial if you sign up for the second or third tier. That is half a month free. Make sure you check out Venus Cuckoldress podcast on Full Swap Radio every Tuesday at 5 p.m. and 11 p.m. Central Time. That's it for today. We'll see you next time. believe it's been four years since I first started this podcast. And looking back, I had no idea that this would be my full-time job. I love the work that I do. And it's because of you, the listeners, and your support that I'm able to do this. So right now, if you join the Helpful Cuck tier, you get tons of benefits. My favorite ones are the private one-to-one chat every month. You also get access to my private Snapchat group weekly live hangouts with me on Crowdcast. I love those. And you get juicy bonus episodes. There's key holding. There's video replays of the Pillow Talk events. And there's also access to my private community on the Moan app. So join right now. You can use the promo code CUCKLOVE2024 for 15% off your Helpful Cuck membership at venuscuckoldress.com.